Welcome to the latest to the ASA podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel. I feel like this time of year I should be doing something more exciting with podcasts, you know, like playing the barking dogs version of Jingle Bells or or regaling you all with my favorite Christmas carol back from the days of Pogo, Deck Us All with Boston Charlie. But I'm going to spare you that and get right to it because we have a couple of issues, a couple things were brought up by members, and I always love that. Those of you who have been kind of seeking something to ask, just anything will do. It gives me an opportunity to go off on a tangent that is interesting to you instead of just interesting to me. So we had a couple of questions. One was an outlook on copper pricing. As you can tell by the markets, copper has been going up of late. And frankly, the metal markets are the very definition of volatility. I had a comment from a guy earlier today talking about what's going on with steel and pipe. And I had made the comment that there had not been a lot of inflation in some of those sectors. But on the other hand, other parts of that same sector have seen prices going up. This is a chronic problem because much of what happens in the metal markets is highly specific. You have very specific markets for very specific products, not a lot of competition within that sector usually, and you also have fairly limited producer activity. So when you look at something like copper, you're making some rather general grand statements. The copper demand has been going up in the last few months um, and is now hitting levels that has not been seen really for, for several years. So we're looking at when we look at the at the most recent data, you know, it's 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 showing a rebound in a whole variety of traditional copper uses. I mean, everything from construction to you're seeing it in the electronics area, you're seeing it in aerospace. So, I mean, prices were much much lower a year ago um, than they are today. And this is a trend that is likely to continue because the markets that are driving it are markets that are starting to come back to life. Almost everything we're looking at right now is kind of on hold. You know, it's predicting where we might be going into the future. There's a very definite difference of opinion as to when the break loose point will be. Uh, We're looking at anything from second quarter of next year, maybe not as long uh, as, as third quarter. It's all dependent on how quickly things like the vaccine roll out, how quickly consumers get back to normal patterns, and so on. So stay tuned. Copper is not likely to come down anytime soon. I think it may start to level off about the first part of the year, but given the behavior of the last several weeks, that, that's kind of a kind of a risky bet. The other question had to do with the housing market, and it's a little bit clearer what's going on with housing. The housing market has been strong throughout and will continue to stay strong because the things that normally drive it are still driving it. Mortgage rates are very low, which tends to attract the first-time buyer as well as, as people who are just looking to upgrade a little. There are certainly factors that have discouraged the housing market in the past, things like a higher unemployment rate. But that's been one of the more unusual aspects of this recession. Normally, when you would see that many people out of work, you would see a reflection 
in the housing market. There would be less demand. Uh, many of those first-time buyers would be the ones affected by the layoffs. But this has been such a targeted recession to people in the service sector. So you've had a, generally speaking, a lower wage, lower income group affected by the layoffs. These are not generally home buyers. These are generally renters. That's why this time around we're seeing a much bigger problem with evictions instead of foreclosures. Foreclosures were the big thing back in 2008 hasn't really been a big factor this time. Now we're dealing with renters. The other factor that's been driving housing has been the markets. The upper end home buyer is not that concerned about mortgages. I mean, at some point they become concerned, but as long as the mortgage rates are relatively low, they're not scared off. What's motivating them is good performance in the markets. They're making money and they want to do something with that money, so they're buying and upgrading their homes. We're also seeing a general interest in the home accelerate for the most obvious of reasons. We have all been stuck in them now for the better part of a year. So if there ever was a determination to upgrade, move to a different place, now would be the time. And then you have little sort of regional incentives that are pushing the market. This is something that is going to continue throughout 2021, probably into 2022. There's no real indication that, for example, mortgage rates are going to go up. There's no indication that demand is going to fall. You still are dealing with housing shortage in many of the fast-growing communities in the United States. And as millennials become less and less enamored with their multifamily options, that drives single-family construction even harder. So most of the predictions when it comes to the housing market are pretty positive and are expected to stay that way for a considerable period of time. So for those of you who are feeding into the housing market, which a lot of you are, this should be a pretty decent Christmas season. Um, I think you can look forward to more of the same going into the coming year. Thanks very much for putting up with yet another podcast. We will talk next time, and what we talk about is largely up to you. Let me know what issues are on your mind, what concerns you might have, what questions you want answered, and we'll go from there. Thanks very much.